Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Players NIL Podcast. I have uh, been double teamed today by two exquisite guests, and I'm excited to uh, jointly introduce them and hear their story. But uh, we always defer to the ladies first. So Karen Phelps Moore, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you. Thanks for having us. I always love talking sports. Good. Well, we're excited to have you and your cohort here, Sean Collins. Sean, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Good. We're going to talk about your current work, Golden Touch NIL, and your association with Notre Dame. But I always like to bring my audience back to why we do what we do today. And for those of us in this space, and I think the three of us on this podcast, it has to do with athletics. It has to do with what we learn, what we experienced, what it's given us. So, Karen, I'll start with you. Obviously, you come from a famous athletic background. Your dad is a famous and well-known coach at Notre Dame, Digger Phelps, uh, as a 60-something-year-old basketball player. I remember watching Notre Dame and Notre Dame football. I was just thinking about it as I was preparing for the podcast. I remember Lindsey Nelson and the recap on Sunday mornings, you know, before they had ESPN. So long tradition with Notre Dame. But Karen, why are athletics so important to you? Well, it's been my life for sure uh, as a coach's daughter and then being married to Jamie Moyer and Major League Baseball and then having eight kids, six of which are all college athletes. I was an athlete myself um, and I just see sports as a way to connect people um, in the fan capacity um, conversation and then uh, if you're an athlete, it's a, it's a great way to raise kids. It's a great way to be raised uh, in the environment around athletes. And so I'm, I'm a sports fan on top of all of it. So sports is everything to me. Yeah, I love it. You know, everyone always associates sports with success, with achievement, with community. And those are all positive things. But Sean, sometimes sports can be challenging. And I know your background is is tied to athletics and in particular mental health is something that you're very concerned about. What does athletics mean to you, Sean? And, and why is mental health so important? Yeah, uh, it's it's funny. I, you know, Mark, I've been listening to your podcast and I really appreciate the guests that you, you have on and the stories that you give them a platform to tell. And I almost feel in this conversation like an interloper because as I listened, I thought, well, it would be really great to hear Karen on this podcast because I think that she matches uh, exactly who you've been talking to. So, uh, but my own background, while while less um, you know less spotlighty, so to speak, um, you know, I was a, a three sport athlete growing up. Um, I was never good enough. Uh, I was good, but never good enough to kind of go on and play in college. So my career ended uh, at that point. But um, sports has really uh, for me, most importantly, created just connections throughout my family. Um, from my my own children, I have four, up to my grandfather who passed away a year ago, um, who would text me every Saturday uh, during the college football season to talk about the games that were coming on. And uh, and that was just so meaningful to me as well. Yeah. No, I think athletics provides an amazing platform. Uh, and I always, you know, uh, you know, caveat this with it could be math, science, art, travel, fashion. There's lots of things. But for those of us, it's been sports. Karen, you're a mom of uh, student athletes. You're the wife of a professional baseball player. You probably know more about sports in your pinky than Sean and I put together. But tell me some of the lessons as a parent that you went through 
knowing what you knew, the daughter of a famous basketball coach on television all the time. As a parent, how did you manage the athletic mindset, the competitive mindset, the life balance mindset is really what I'm interested in. Well, I think um, when Jamie and I were married and raising the kids, um, we knew that the better athletes are the ones that play a lot of sports. And so we didn't let our kids just pick one sport and, you know, put everything into that because that's burnout. Definitely the definition of burnout. We had also created a baseball league because we wanted to bring baseball back to our neighborhood. This was in Seattle. We wanted to set a platform for the the kids to play other sports and not to get in trouble by, you know, the club team for doing that. And then always including the families and all of that and, and parents and um, helping them learn how to balance and not live vicariously through their kids. Cause we see that a lot in sports. And so for me, I was, I was the one around, I was the one driving them. Jamie was working and, um, you know, the sisters had to be drug along. So then they became athletes as well. And, and, uh, and, and then formed this really competitive, uh, lifestyle for us raising the kids. And, uh, to this day, super competitive, um, we can all play tennis together. We can all go out and, and play golf and other sports. And I think that uh, for the kids, it gave them a ticket to college um, to make friends for life. They've certainly seen that through my lifestyle and college basketball and then through Major League Baseball for so long. So raising a family in sports is, you know, a fantastic, healthy lifestyle, um, you know, would I recommend and and encourage the the professional lifestyle? That's you know that's something completely different, uh, much harder on us as a family. Um, but overall, um, that being around sports, um, separating ourselves from the the angry fans, um, and that that certainly I've been exposed to most of my life, whether it was um, to to my father or to Jamie or teammates or whatever. So um, as long as it's bringing the best out in everybody, uh, it's a great, great way to raise a family. Well, you know, when we talk about our principles, how to use athletics to better your life. And, and I think, you know, uh, Sean, just because you didn't play in college doesn't mean that athletics didn't play a role in your life, right? You, sure. you, became, a, you became a fan, you aspired to be successful, you mirrored some of the people that you saw on television, interviewed, maybe someone that met that you met at the fence and signed an autograph and was kind to you. Then when your athletic career is over, our second principle is how to use athletics to better the lives of the people around you. And I think you both are trying to do that with golden touch. Uh, Karen, tell us about golden touch and how it came about and what your principles are and what you're dreaming about. Well, certainly um, appreciate the opportunity to talk about it. It's something that we're all learning about every day because it has to do with the NIL, which is name, image, and likeness. And when I was approached uh, over a year and a half ago to consider doing it back at my alma mater, Notre Dame, using the Phelps legacy name, I was like, heck no, like this is not happening. I was raised not even to give my dad's players a car ride or a bagel, you know, it was very strict rules. And so then having more conversation and recognizing with 
my past experience in creating camps, national camps, and using the platform of Major League Baseball, I, I was like, wait, this is an opportunity and something that I really care about. And that's the mental health and wellness of student athletes everywhere. So to me, the NIL becomes a platform to get to know the kids, to um, provide something, a, a safe space for them in the mental health. And then how do we do the NIL right? How do we help them brand themselves? Um, not only for now as an active athlete, but you know, for life. So I see it as a really amazing opportunity. So launching Golden Touch, the NIL, and launching Golden Minds, the mental health and wellness platform. Here we are a year and a half later, super excited about some things that I'll let Sean talk about, that he's helped me get to this point, and we are really ready to um, do some great things for our athletes, not only at Notre Dame, but also in our community at St. Mary's College and Holy Cross College. Well, she teed you up, Sean. Tell us about your involvement <laughs> with the your involvement with the company, your role, and 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 some of these amazing things that Karen just mentioned. Yeah, first, just though to kind of piggyback on what she what she was mentioning, you know, we we talk about with our organization four pillars, and and obviously what we're trying to achieve is is definitely support the student athletes in their NIL opportunities. Uh, we uh, take the mental health of student athletes very very seriously. There are some very alarming statistics. Um, that uh, that need to be addressed. And we want to give everybody the opportunity to elevate that conversation, normalize the discussion, uh, get support wherever they need it. But one of those pillars is also the ability to just give student athletes um, life skills, soft skills to help them become better people post-college and post-athletic career. Um, so, so we try to partner with organizations that will support that as well. Uh, but what most recently, what we're really excited about is we just uh, launched uh, a partnership with WME Sports, um, who's going to help support our organization and our student athletes in sourcing deals uh, for the student athletes themselves, um, helping to uh, coordinate and, and consult on some of our, our fundraising efforts, and also to, to provide educational opportunities for the student, student athletes through summits and, and presentations, um, you know, based on a number of things from brand uh, development to, you know, speaking to the, to the media and then on to, you know, to other things, just like careers that they may be interested in as it relates to sports management or, or, or sports in general, sports uh, marketing. So uh, it, it just gives a, a tremendous uh, depth of resources and opportunities for our student athletes. You know, in the first two years of NIL, there's been so much news and talk about the sensationalized athlete, the power five athlete, the revenue generating sport. And rightfully so. Those stories are amazing. The numbers are astronomical, what some of these student athletes are able to command. Most of that's been funneled through what we commonly call a collective now, which I uh, sarcastically say is a booster club on steroids, right? And whether we like it or not, you know, when there's money, when there's opportunity and when there's power, those people are going to take advantage of that. And, you know, good for those kids that can take advantage of it. The players NIL, my company, is focused on the 98% that don't have those resources. And that real NIL involves the life skills that you're talking about, Sean, right? And it's not just a four-year thing. We say it's a 40-year thing, right? And that this is an amazing opportunity to become entrepreneurial, to start a brand, to become a digital marketer, maybe you want to get into video, editing, create relationships, all those things. So Karen, if that resonates with you, tell us why you're different than a traditional collective. I'd like to think that we have created a model that is the first of its kind. And 
that will be doing things right. When you bring in a company that is the best on the planet with marketing, sports, entertainment, uh, and WME, and we partner on branding the athlete, learning about the athlete, focusing on the whole athlete, while building a movement around a crisis in our country with mental health and wellness with our student athletes. It's all a win-win. So yes, they should monetize themselves if they have time. How do we make that simple for them? How do we be compliant with the universities? How do we do it where everyone feels comfortable? So that those are our goals at Golden Touch. And we've put all the right pieces of the puzzle together. And now we're ready to start building partnerships around brands, um, bring in the fan involvement, uh, use all the pieces of sports, all of the things that are there for name, image, and likeness, and uh, only focused on the student athlete and, and they're making them the best versions of themselves. Uh, that's, you know, as an athlete and then off the field in supporting their, their mental health and wellness, because this certainly has added to things that factor into things that give them anxiety and stress. And so how can we be there to support them? So we have things like a We Hear You series where we meet the athletes where they are. We hear from them where they are, what their needs are. They go away with tools, but we're building this together. So this is for student athletes, built by student athletes. And um, I think it's a really exciting time to be where we are two years in it. The first year we kind of watched how it was happening. And then here we are. Yeah, I love it. And I think that holistic approach in the long run is going to win out. That's my opinion. So congratulations on that. Sean, if I'm a student athlete, I'm interested in Golden Touch. What are the mechanics? How do I get involved? How do I sign up? What, do I, what are my responsibilities as a student athlete? Help us understand how people can be part of this. Yeah, it's, it's quite simple for the student athletes, for the fans, for, for businesses and organizations that are interested in partnering with us. Um, we have an app uh, available through the App Store, and it's as simple as just entering some information uh, that we capture, and, 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 and that creates you know, the account and the engagement there. We're also building a, a community, as some other collectives have done, uh, to, to engage with the fans, to give them some exclusive content, to give them something that's unique to them uh, and produced uniquely by us uh, that they can't have access to anywhere else, just to continue to create engagement and, and, um, and, and a good partnership with the entire uh, community of, of fan supporters, alumni uh, of, of, of all three schools that we represent. And, and I assume and not, this... And not to be cheeky, but uh, we have ourselves tried to move away from the word collective because it does carry so much uh, negative connotation, unfortunately, um, and maybe, uh, you know, moving towards uh, a different, um, what, what do we call coalition. it? A coalition. I was drawing a blank on it, but, but an NIL coalition, just because I think it represents, number one, what we're trying to do for all three schools. Uh, and number two, uh, you know, the the the, the breadth of, of covering, like you said, the 98% as well, uh, just kind of bringing everybody into the fold. Yeah, uh, so this is, yeah, I was just going to ask, so this is for all the athletes, not just for the big revenue generating sports, it is. correct? 
It is. And we, and we will tend to focus on the bottom 98% and the Olympic sports and the, the female athletes at Notre Dame. We have fencing, for example, holds the most national championships. Our lacrosse team just won a national championship. So, um, you know, there's influencers of all kinds of all walks everywhere monetizing themselves. And so how do we support them? Um, they all have a story. They all have some type of mental health and wellness, whether they've experienced it, whether their teammate has, how do we create leaders around this? How do we have impact, not only in our model, but taking it everywhere? It has a lot of power. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, well, it sounds awesome. And it's, uh, I think it's, it is something. I think coalition is a better word than collective. And I think the general public has taken the collective news, transfer portal news, conference realignment news and said, you know, NIL's ruining college sports. And I couldn't disagree more vehemently because I think what NIL really has just given us a platform to really empower athletes. And my opinion is that 20 years from now, the athletes that you touch today are going to be the leaders of our society. They're going to be our educators. They're going to be our business people, our family and community people. And they will have had a head start and a running start and a balanced start to their life post-athletics when the ball stops bouncing. Because as Karen, you and I have talked about, when that ball stops bouncing and you're no longer that football player, basketball player, baseball player, and all of a sudden your identity has to be who you really are, you better have something to fall back on, right? Indeed. And that's what I think we have to get better at with <laughs> our student athletes on all levels is that their sport doesn't define them and who they are. And to not be so wrapped up in that, it, I, you know, I love Coco Goff and I don't know if you're following her, but she is so put together as a 19 year old. And some of her quotes in the last couple of weeks about how she handles pressure, she sees that as a privilege. And so that's like flipping things, right? Um, there is pressure. It is a tough life if, uh, as a Notre Dame student athlete, you know, you've got your academics, you've got your social life, um, and then you have your sport and then add, you know, the phone and social media and everything else to that. And so how do we help them flip that into opportunity? And, and, and by the way, it's okay to have a bad day. And if you are take time, you know, what are the tools that can help you get through that? Um, we have to empower our coaches better, the administration, uh, we're here to complement what exists, or we're here to implement new programs and services um, for the other schools that don't have what, what they need. We can do better. We have to do better. I love it. Sean, if we want to find you online, give us all of the uh, websites, social handles, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So uh, Golden Touch NIL on both uh, Twitter and um, Instagram. Um, and then uh, I have a couple of handles myself. Uh, I'm Sean at Golden Touch. Uh, on Instagram, Sean at GT on uh, Twitter, and Karen, your handles. Do you remember off the top of your head? Yeah, just I think if you just do Karen Phelps or Karen Phelps Moyer, um, Notre Dame, St. Mary's, Holy Cross, any of the athletics, uh, definitely find us on um, Instagram. We're also on LinkedIn, and I, I'd like to you know, give a big shout out to LinkedIn right now because 
I'm finding all kinds of people that really care about what we're doing. And this is a, a small village and we need to build a bigger village. And it definitely, you know, the bigger the team, the bigger the difference we're going to make. And so anybody interested in being a part of this, we have interns, um, we have, we'll be building a bigger team, uh, definitely reach out to us because this model we'd like to take everywhere. So we're a part of something new and exciting, and uh, we look forward to being on the podcast another time updating you on how actually this is working um, as we have a, a partner in WME that will be finding these deals for the athletes. And then you'll see the impact that we have created around that with that around mental health and wellness. Awesome. That's a great ending. Sean, I agree with her on LinkedIn. That's how we met. Thank you for the introduction. I can tell that, uh, you know, we're similarly aligned in our long-term vision. And as a parent of student athletes who are retired now, you know, I understand this life journey and I'm trying to bring balance to it as well. So I, I commend you on your efforts, all that you've achieved. I wish you nothing but success going forward. Um, and uh, I want to thank you very much both for being on the podcast today. Thank, thank you. you so thank you so much. Awesome.